to another edition of Welcome to the Mad Max Minute, where it seems we've taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque and found ourselves in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we're talking about Minute 51, which begins with George Miller putting that Warner Brothers money to good use, (laughs) and it ends with Max suddenly waking up to children in his face. Wrapping up this week with us are none other than our (laughs) drawstring toy experts, John and Jeb from the Toy Story Minute podcast. That's me. Yep. We are experts on all things drawstring toy. Yep. Gotta draw some strings. It's Mm -hmm. really easy because it's the line. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you want to get more detail, I suppose. But yeah, different folks. Eagle-eyed watchers will have noticed that at the tail end of minute 50, Screwloose pulled out a Bugs Bunny toy. Yes. Not only is this a Bugs Bunny toy, but it is a Bugs Bunny pull string toy. And I did a little bit of digging about the toy itself. But before we get into that, I figure it might be worth going over just who Screwloose is, but more specifically, who Screwloose is played by. He's played by a guy named Rod Zwanek, and he is best known for this role in Thunderdome. He was also in two episodes of the TV show Hey Dad. He was also in the 2003 movie Danny Deck Chair and the 1987 movie The Tale of Ruby Rose. So he just picks movies based on how weird their titles are. (laughs) It would seem. It would seem. Rod Zwanek was born in 1968 in Sydney, making him about 16 years old during this film. He made his debut in a film called Fast Talking from 1984, which also starred Mad Max series alum Steve Bisley and also Tracy Mann. That same year, he was also in a movie called Lorca and the Outlaws, which we mentioned way back in Minute 3 when we were being introduced to Jedediah Jr. Oh, wow. Following Beyond Thunderdome, Zwanek worked pretty consistently in movies and television up until about 2012, and then he just kind of dropped off from there. Hmm. Hmm. It's a tough world out there. Yeah. I mean, he, he still had a pretty long career. Yeah. So. Yeah, not bad. How, how old is he in this movie? Pretty much 16. Okay, yeah, and that's still, like, that's uh, a solid and up until he's in his uh, is his 30s. Or not quite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in his 30s. So, like, that's, you know, not bad. a good couple decades. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there's anything bad about it. Nothing to, yeah. nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to pull a drawstring at. <laughs> there you go. So getting back into the minute proper, for anyone unfamiliar with the character that Screwloose is holding, where have you been? Forever and ever and ever. (laughs) This is an old character. (laughs) This is Bugs Bunny. Bugenstein Bunny. He was created by Tex Avery and Bob Givens. He first officially appeared in a 1940 Merry Melody cartoon titled A Wild Hare opposite his nemesis, the hunter Elmer Fudd. Bugs was originally voiced by Mel Blanc from the character's inception in 1940 up until the actor's death in 1989. And then since then, he's been voiced by several other actors who are not really as prolific as Mel Blanc because Mel Blanc was the king of voiceover. I don't think there's ever going to be a voice actor as prolific as Mel Blanc. Yeah. Maybe Frank Welker. (laughs) Maybe. Ooh. He's he's up there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the toy itself, it's pretty beat up. It's pretty dirty. Are those mm-hmm. boots on it? 
those are its feet. The toy has a hard plastic head and a soft body. And so I was able to identify it as the 1971 model of the Bugs Bunny talking pull string toy made by Mattel. Hmm. Nice. Yep. Wow. This particular toy actually has a total of eight different sayings. We hear in this minute, what's up, Doc? And hey, take me with you. But he also says, what a cute bunny. (laughs) Hi, I'm Bugs Bunny. What's cooking, Doc? I love carrots. You're a cute bunny. And finally, I like you. (laughs) So based on this, what Screwloose knows about Bugs Bunny is his name is Bugs Bunny. He he knows some sort of doctor. (laughs) And he cooks things and flirts. Mm-hmm. To be fair, that's kind of Bug Bunny. That's yeah, that's uh, the long bunny. and short of him. Yeah, yeah, he likes carrots. Other than his complicated relationship with uh, Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he flirts <laughs> with him too. A, a little lot. bit. This particular Bugs Bunny doll is really dirty and really beat up, though. Yeah. Like you can go on eBay right now and you can search for 1971 Bugs Bunny pull string toy and you can find some really good quality ones that were definitely well taken care of. See, now why didn't Skrillex just do that? <laughs> yeah, he should have just gone on to eBay. <laughs> this guy was not thinking. I like that uh, he says uh, that they use the what's up doc not only because it's like the V Bugs Bunny phrase, mm-hmm. but because like it's already kind of a nonsense phrase phrase like i looked up what's up doc and the origin of it is basically like yeah it just seemed like a decent thing to say i think it's partially inspired by a clark gable movie that inspired a lot of bugs bunny's mannerisms but mostly it's just like yeah he's just saying like sup except for for some reason he calls them doc (laughs) maybe he's like saying like sarcastically doc because you're not smart Mm -hmm. enough to be a doctor who knows yeah yeah, there you go. You, I just came up with that just Hey, you now. got your MD yet, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> if not, you're stupid. But Bunny's never that uh, upfront about his mean. He's very mean sometimes. Oh, yeah. But he's never, like, up in your face mean. Right. Yeah. Just It's the kind of mean that, like, he'd walk away and then he'd be like, wait a second, did he just... And they'd be like, then you'd get mad. You guys are familiar with toy reselling from the fact that you were talking about Toy Story 2. Yes. On eBay, if you're looking for this specific toy, you can find unboxed versions of the Bugs Bunny Polstering doll toy for only $10. Whoa. But if you want him in the box, sealed in the box, you're looking at about $140. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's no uh, Woody's Roundup gang. Right. Right. Throw a couple more zeros on there and we might be talking. Yeah. Yeah, That's in yen, right? (laughs) Oh, dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is good. This is, uh, I like this bunny and I want him. Uh, Yeah. So maybe I'll spend that 10 bucks. (laughs) Maybe I'll spend that 140 bucks. Oh, well... I'll spend another, like, $1 on a box and put them in there, and no one will know the difference. <laughs> just a part cardboard box. Because <laughs> I just write Bugs Bunny on it. Yeah. There you go. So I was pretty impressed by the fact that this Bugs Bunny was still working, which I really shouldn't have been because he was from an era when everything was very analog. Like, this Bugs Bunny is not like Buzz Lightyear. He doesn't run on batteries. It's not like he's got electronic buttons that are going to wear out. Right. I spent probably more time than is reasonable researching how these old toys work. Oh, you didn't have to do that. We uh, 
Yeah, Thomas Edison invented them. Yeah. Uh, he put a wax cylinder inside a, a little dolly that sang, uh, was it? What was the song? Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars, or, or was it um, uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb? One of those. Yeah. Uh, and it was really interesting the way, because uh, recording en masse with wax cylinders back then was really difficult because you couldn't copy something. So what they would do with any recording is they would uh, they would just put a bunch of wax cylinders around something and record them all at once. <laughs> so like an orchestra would play surrounded by them. Or in the case of these dollies, uh, women who he hired would just like spend all day going like, okay, setting up the wax cylinder saying... Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. And they sound so bored doing it because they do it like hundreds of times a day. It's like if I had a dollar for every time I said this, then this would be my job. Hey, which it is. Uh, probably less than that, but you because know. yeah, yeah. Also, dollars were worth more back then. Yeah, thanks inflation. <laughs> yeah, thanks Obama. Thanks Obama. Obama, more like. Yeah, killed the pull string industry. So true. Well, yeah. millennials did that actually. Yeah. So it's it's all mechanical though. Mm-hmm. There's no electricity or anything involved. Uh, Woody's never ever gonna run out of batteries um, because his technology predates batteries. And same with Bugs Bunny, like. He'll get worn out because, you know, obviously the recording itself will wear out, but he's going to be fine. Yep. Inside every pull string toy of this era, there's no wax cylinder. Instead, it's a plastic disc that has the recordings pressed into it very much like a vinyl record. Mm -hmm. And so as you pull on that string, it pulls on a spring and the spring drives the disc. The disc doesn't spin too fast because the disc is connected to a speed governor. Mm -hmm. And so as the speed governor keeps the disc from spinning too fast, there's a little needle on that disc reading it just like a record. And then that needle is connected to an amplifying speaker. So that's why you can hear it so clearly. And the the speed disc often is the thing that wears out uh, fastest, which is why you get things like, well, I guess this is different because it's electronic. The, uh, like the, uh, what are those bears that read stories to you? Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy Ruxpin, yes. Like speaking Ugh. really slowly Ugh. and creepily because they get worn out. Yeah. But when it's electronic, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more room for error. So you also get great fun things like, uh, randomly laughing like they're Alexas or something. Like Furbies <laughs> who won't shut up while you're trying to sleep. And it's like you wonder why, people wonder why kids grew up so terrified of like their toys coming to life or like scary things well, like it's that. it's because of Toy Story first of all. <laughs> well, that. But also, no, just because like scared of like their toys like staring at them or whatever. It's because eventually their voices get just so creepy that they just become scary instead of like the yeah. lovable, cuddly thing it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ends up being like from a horror movie. Yeah, because it wears down. And it, I mean, one of the quintessential horror movie things is a kid saying something creepily. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if like the kid doesn't even know it, like famously the kid in The Shining didn't know that he was making a horror movie. Right. Like, all you have to do is just put it in the right context. They're here. Yeah. And that's kind <laughs> of, I think, what it's like for Max because he scared all these chillins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was scared too. Yeah. He was scared stupidly earnest. Yeah. We go from Screwloose playing with Bugs Bunny. We fade to Max lying asleep inside of a tent as Savannah uses a knife to cut his hair. Yeah, this is this is like a shaving kind of thing. It's, it's really interesting. I like it. I have a question slash concern about her methods. Uh-huh. It seems time-consuming. 
Her method seems fairly slow. Well, she doesn't have scissors or anything. But she's only cutting his hair about halfway. What we know by the end of this minute, we see that he's got fairly close cropped hair. Mm -hmm. So why is she wasting time cutting half his hair off? Shouldn't she just go for... Well, she wanted him to look in the mirror first and then tell her if he wanted a little more <laughs> off of it. Yep. <laughs> a little more off the sides. Yeah. It just seems inefficient the way she's doing it. Well, what she was probably doing is she was probably using a knife that wasn't as sharp to take care of the longer parts of his hair just to get the extra bulk off. So that way she could go in with a sharper knife and do a closer cut without having to worry about dulling the blade when there's a ton of hair. So that way Max doesn't wake up with like half of his head cut close and half of his head still long. Yeah, that right now Savannah goes a shortening, shortening Max's hair. Savannah goes a shortening. Uh, sorry, that's a dumb reference that I made. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Noble effort. But, uh, I mean, especially with this dull knife, because if it wasn't super dull, she would risk cutting herself. Yeah, I was good. That's what I was going to say was that makes me feel a little bit better. The fact that you she think she was using a dull, yeah. a dull knife because she was cutting directly toward herself. Not smart. Yeah, I imagine she's probably got like a sharpened rock or something like this at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I mean, they obviously have some way to shave themselves because Savannah doesn't have any body hair. So they're obviously shaving. Well, we don't see like her up in her armpits much, do we? We get a really good look at her legs when she first comes upon Max. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not a single hair. Do you think that might be like radiation based? Like when all the bombs went off? Like that only her head was was covered and the rest of her body was irradiated? Could be. Maybe she was wearing shorts that day and the gamma radiation came through and blasted through and now she's got like legs that she doesn't have to shave. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an in-universe explanation, but there's not really one. Perks of living in a post-apocalyptic uh, post mm -hmm. nuclear Instead of the real wasteland. reason of, you know, misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, she, uh, maybe she waxes. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe she found a bunch of... She's born with a rare genetic defect, which means that she cannot grow hair on her legs. Just her legs, yeah. I can get on board with how good her skin looks. Her skin is beautiful. Yeah, that's a thing in all the... That's just coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. The plane was actually shipping a lot of coconut oil and nair, so... <laughs> And all that stuff is good for your skin. So, of course, their skin is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. that, that's, of course, a child who raised herself from the age of like four or five would definitely have perfect skin. <laughs> that's right, because these movies are 100% realistic in every way. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing so far. Right down to the gamma radiation that means she can't grow any body hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but she can still uh, have children, apparently. Apparently. Mm -hmm. Yep. That come out perfect and healthy. Well, hmm, I wouldn't say perfect and healthy. Finn McCoo was in dire need of chapstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, isn't Finn McCoo, isn't, doesn't he have like some sort of disability too? Or was that someone else? No. No, Finn's good. Yeah, Finn's good. Oh, okay. So he's not the one who spoiler alerts later in the movie. That's, that's Gecko, isn't it? Okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil Jeff. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil me. Something happens with a kid who's like somewhat disabled. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, uh, I... You mean Gecko? Is it Gecko? 
who that spoiler alerts in the movie later? Technically, yes. Okay. I won't get into it, but technically, yes. <laughs> There'll be plenty of time for us to talk about that later. Cool, cool, cool. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Jeb, don't pay attention to anything we're saying. <laughs> oh, I won't. Don't you worry. <laughs> so as we pull back from Savannah cutting Max's hair, it doesn't matter exactly how, but we also see that Eddie from earlier and another child that is sitting in shadow so we can't see their face, but they're sitting Gus. there and they're... Say what? Gus. Gus? Gus. Eddie and Gus are oh. playing with the monkey. Oh. Oh, you got that from the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I did. Gotcha. So Gus is the shadow child. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're just... Who is it picking up the hair? Is it? Is that what they're doing with the hair? All right. So Savannah is setting the hair aside. And as you mentioned, there is an arm that reaches into the hut and steals the hair. There are some people who say that this is screw loose reaching in exactly to grab the hair, is. but it's not screw loose. It's Mr. Skyfish. Yep. You can tell because of the wing. I can tell because it was in the book. Well, that's oh. just cheating. It's not. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Oh, the wing. Oh, you do yeah. see the wing. Okay. okay. I thought that was part of the outfit when I was first looking at it. Yeah, there's only one kid that runs around with little wings. What does he use the hair for? Now, in the book, he passes it out to the other kids. And I think they kind of keep them almost as talismans. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> They really deify Walker, very much so. For one, they think he can fly. Uh, they did they they uh they kill Max at the end of this, right? That's um he's falling out. I'm assuming to his death, right? Yeah, just why he's played by Tom Hardy in the next one. Yeah, this <laughs> right. is the end of oh, the movie, right? Okay, here. that explains everything. Yeah, yeah, like actually, the next minute that you guys are gonna start doing minute fifty two. That's the credits, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's falling out to his death. So after the hair cutting and the hair stealing, the screen goes black for like a solid two seconds. So time passes mm. and we fade in from black as Max stirs from his sleep. And you got to get that eye moving thing where his eyes are still closed, mm. but then they just pop open like a wig. Yeah. Before he sits up, though, you can kind of see on the other side of Max, Eddie, and I think Savannah are like just chilling out over there, like taking a nap or something. It's not Eddie. Is it Gus? No, it's her son. It's Finn? It's Finn. Oh. Okay. Uh, it looked like Eddie other, to me. Okay, what other small child do you think it'd be appropriate for Savannah to spoon? I mean, they weren't the spooning. They were them, spooning. I don't think so. I, they I, were spooning. I'm not subscribing okay to, to your kids? spooning newsletter. It's okay to spoon your kids. Of course okay. it is. I didn't know. It's not okay not a, to spoon other random I'm children, but it's okay here. to spoon your I'm own. I'm not us kids. Yeah, I'm I a, think of her as the the mother of the whole. She's like the tribe. dead mother. She's like the yeah, wolf so mother. Yeah, so she can spoon whoever she wants. That's her prerogative. Prerogative. Mm -hmm. Her pierogi. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. That's not true. <laughs> well, we don't know what their society is like. Like we've said, like they could be like a, just a spooning society. They could have cuddle puddles every night and it's not weird. Anyways, it's Finn. Okay. And he's the little <laughs> spoon and Savannah is the big spoon. Aww. Because Eddie and Gus are still awake playing with the rabbit. Nope, not a rabbit. It's not a rabbit. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. Okay, rocket. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's an Infinity War spoiler. Infinity War has been out for a long time by the time this episode drops, so... In Infinity War, uh, Rocky Raccoon is being played by a monkey, just like how they replaced Mel Gibson with Tom it's Hardy. They replaced Rocky Raccoon with a monkey. And how they replaced 
I thought you were gonna say how they're like something actually relevant to uh oh how they Infinity replaced, War uh, and like Marvel War Machine Man how, and how they replaced uh Edward Norton with uh Mark Ruffalo. Well, that was after they replaced uh, whoever with it. Terrence Hulk. Howard with Don Cheadle. No, I was gonna say who was uh the Hulk in the reg- the first Hulk? Eric Bana. Oh, Eric Bana, yeah. No, no, I mean the the Ang Lee Hulk. Edward Edward Norton. No, in Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're going way back. Oh, come on. No. Yeah, it went Eric Bana, then once it was like Marvel Marvel, they did Edward Norton. Well, Incredible Hulk kind of wasn't really Marvel Marvel until uh Civil War when they brought back what's his face? General Thunderman or whatever. <laughs> what the the guy? Mean, General Th- Thunderman? You know? Thunderbolt General Ross. General Thunderman. General Ross! Thunder Ross! Thunderbolt Ross, yeah. Thunderbolt, yeah. Thunderbolt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Did you say in Civil War? I like the MCU, yeah. Wasn't? He was in Incredible Hulk and then not again until Civil War. Oh, I thought you were saying that the Hulk was in Civil War and I was like, no, he wasn't. Yeah, no, that's one of the reasons that yeah. Ross is. Okay. When are they going to turn Thunderbolt Ross into Red Hulk? When are we going to get a Red Hulk movie? Uh, When are we going to get a Hulk movie? It's the real question. Oh, I've read something about this. Uh, we're not going to for a long time because um, oh, the whole Marvel. No, because Marvel doesn't have the rights to make a Hulk centric movie. What? They just have the rights to Why use not? him. To something make incredible in, Hulk. What about She Hulk? Because She Hulk's pretty awesome. Something in the like something in the language of when they like bought out their rights from who was it that made the old one was it sunny or what sony was it fox Fox. one of those i think it was fox something in like the language of the contract was like you only get the hulk yeah you don't get to use the hulk name they use the hulk name no like in your like movie oh in the title of it yeah something like that well yeah because i guess we kind of got a hulk movie with thor ragnarok yeah that was thor and hulk Mm -hmm. yeah thor uh Thor. buddy comedy yeah would Thor be Woody or Buzz in that body comedy? Would... Oh, yeah, because the Hulk is, like, all messed up for a while, just like Buzz. There we go. Sorry, Mad Max. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we need a She-Hulk movie. We That's do. all I'm going to say about really that. We really do. Uh, we need more female-led MCU movies, by which I mean any. <laughs> Aren't we getting a... Isn't there going to be a Captain Marvel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming out. But first she's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's equality, right? She's kind of tacked on in the end of the title. It should be the Wasp and Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Ant-Man himself is a strict Catholic? (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. Well, uh, the Paul Rudd Ant-Man is a Catholic. The, who's the other one? Uh, I don't know who. Hank Pym? Hank, yeah, well, Hank Hank, Pym, I was trying to come up with the actor. He is actually an Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox Christian. So now they have the Wasp. Yeah, yeah now they have the Wasp, and so they've covered kind of all the iterations of uh, Christianity. Christianity through the years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Max woke up at some point. Yeah. <laughs> he opens his eyes and then sits up sharply with this loud gasping grunt type sound. <laughs> and- <laughs> Honestly, who does that? 
Like who just like I've never Timothy Allen. Allen. Yeah, Tim, I've never been Allen. in a situation where I've woken up in a strange place and my first instinct was to sit bolt upright in the bed and make a loud gasping noise. Right. Here is Do my Do I remember theory. correctly that I gasped awake last night? Yeah. And you you said something to me like good morning or something strange. <laughs> that's not a strange thing to say to someone. No, yeah, that's a that's, polite thing to say to yeah. someone. Yeah. <laughs> But it had something to do with the dream that I was having. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Or he has sleep apnea and his nose got all stuffed up. And so he was gasping, but also (laughs) having a bad dream. Yeah. He needs to have a CPAP machine. Yeah, where's where's Max's CPAP? (laughs) Needs to go have a sleep study. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually what Max 5 is going to be about. Mad Max 5, Max gets his tonsils removed. (laughs) He has to have one of those masks on, which... Fits with Tom Hardy, so there yeah. you go. That's actually what the mask in the beginning of Fury Road is. It's his, uh, his CPAP C-pack. thing, yeah. Good lord. Yeah, that's actually what he was wearing as Bane, too, so. Oh, yeah! Yeah, Bane just has really weird snoring problems. I'm starting to think maybe Tom Hardy has, uh... Sleep apnea? Yeah. He's very embarrassed by a CPAP machine, so he's just like, makes I'm it. So he makes it really, really, like, yeah, <laughs> into, like... Part of all of the characters. What are you talking about, Darth? He took a page out of Darth Vader's book. Yeah. (laughs) That was actually Darth Vader didn't fall in lava. That's uh, a common misconception. He just uh, snores real badly. (laughs) Yeah. And Palpatine had the bunk next to him, so he was like, ugh, this guy. I read an article, um, some sleep therapist and whatnot took a look at Darth Vader and decided that he is actually wearing a BiPAP machine, which is a cousin to a CPAP machine. Yeah, because the C in CPAP stands for cousin. Yes, it does. <laughs> I can imagine Palpatine sitting there be like, did I ever tell you the story of Dr. Plagueis, the sleep technician? He can help you with that breathing issue you have. <laughs> you won't hear this from a regular sleep therapist. <laughs> You really adopted the snoring. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded by, by it. it. My wife really hates it. <laughs> <laughs> My wife misses Bane. <laughs> is Bane's first name or his last name? Or is he one of those? He's a share. Yeah. Is he like share? He's got a mom. He's like share. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He believes in life after love. Yeah. That, in that way. And that's what that's what the whole movie's about, right? That's what, well, that's to, what when people say he's like Cher, or like they're not talking about like they just have one name. It's they believe in life. Well, after Cher life. also, uh, little known fact, she's broken Batman's back before. <laughs> she's actually exceedingly strong. Oh, that's how Bane is like Cher. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was confused. He broke Batman's back and threw him in that prison. Yeah, she gets hopped up on that venom drug, and there's just. Woo! Oof, yeah, yeah, watch out. Okay, yeah. Now let's uh let's uh switch it over to the better Bane, obviously the one from Batman and Robin, who just yells all the time. <laughs> he yell- he likes to Jared yell his own is name. Kind of like Poison Ivy there. Yeah. Okay, can I just point out Tom Hardy played Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Bane gets a lot of his power from the Venom serum, and now Tom Hardy is going Whoa. to play Venom in the <sighs> Venom movie. I don't know why they made it, but they're making it. I'm interested to see yeah. that, but... Yeah, he's putting on some weird American accent, though. I don't know yeah. if I like it. They should have got Topher Grace back for that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. The best, the best Venom ever. Yeah, Topher. Why can't he just go by Chris? Is there a Chris Grace already? I don't know. 
It's probably a I bet well because you know he got famous how he got famous for when he was like a teenager for doing that, that 70s, 70s show. show yeah. I bet he was going through like a weird time in his life where he like Oh no like, Oh no, I'm not Chris I'm Topher and then he got this huge gig and then he got famous as Topher Grace. So yeah. now he's like thirty something stuck as Topher for the rest more, of his life. More like because in that seventies show, which seventies show? That seventies show. Yeah, I know, I know it's a seventies show, but which one? Yeah, not this one, that one. You know, you know how they smoke a lot of weed in that seventies show. Yeah, there's more like, like, a like Toker Grace. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Pratt. Do you remember that they tried to make that eighties show a thing and it yeah. died Did they really? so quickly? Yeah. Did they really? Oh. I didn't even know was about that. Was it a sequel that. or was it just the same producers? It was a spinoff. Like, I don't think there was any connective tissue between the two shows. It was just the title, like that 80s show. And it just crashed harder oh, than a 747 apocalypse. That 70s show went on for so long that they were in 1979 for like several seasons when no one watched because Blonde Donna and like Eric and Kelso were removed from the show. And yeah, all that. it was not as good. This is upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> what, that 80s show? That 80s show? No, the fact that the star of that 80s show was Glenn Howerton. Oh, weird. That's really upsetting. Glenn Howerton did a lot of not so successful stuff. Before yeah, that. before yeah. Sonny, but yeah. still. Yeah, because before he was in Sunny with a Chance, the Disney show. I think that's a Disney show. <laughs> yeah, it I is. Your reference right? Teens. Yeah, Email I thought, I, yeah, you're right. You're teens, correct. Email me, yes. <laughs> no snail mail me, teens. Teens, hit me up on MySpace. Get my PO box. <laughs> Blow up my PO box. Oh. Speaking of teens and people being upset, as Max shoots up from his sleep, he gasps or make a loud noise, and it totally frightens two little girls that are just hanging out in that shack. Are they little girls mm-hmm. or is it Eddie and Gus? They- I have no idea. I can't tell gender on these children. I think we've well were established they s- that. Staring yeah. at him, just like staring. They were pulling an Edward Cullen and just watching Max sleep. Well, they deify Walker, so yeah. I was going to say cuz <laughs> Mel Gibson used to be quite a sex symbol. <laughs> like they were just like, "Oh, hey Mel, what up? What up, dude? <laughs> yeah. What up?" What a Not until he caught a haircut, so this is about the right time for that to start happening. Yeah. I like how yeah. as the two little girls scream and then we cut over to Sally Ann, who is shrieking as well, because the monkey is not going to be left girl. out. If there's going to be screaming, no the monkey is going to be involved. They got to feature the monkey mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, that's a rule. That actually was a rule way up until uh, I think it was 97, whenever the first season of Friends ended. That everything had to have a monkey in it. Yeah. That's why there's a monkey in the first few seasons of Friends. There you go. Uh, it doesn't make any sense in it. Yeah. Marcel. Mm-hmm. The monkey. So considering that everybody is screaming at him and he has no idea where he is, Max starts more or less crab walking backwards because he wants to get away <laughs> from these people. And... Unaware where he is. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't realize his current position. And it looks like Savannah kind of leaps up to try and calm him down. But she's not fast enough. That's not how... That's not going to work, dude. Dude lady. Because Max crab walks right out of that hut. He crab walks like a real crab, like that fast. He crab walks until there's no more floor left. Okay, now we have not had a lot of undercranked shots in this movie. There were a ton in Road Warrior and a ton in Mad Max. This might be the first time that we actually see a shot that was 
filmed at a slower rate and then increased in post to make it look faster. Yeah. He he crawl he crawl like a madman, like a Mad Max man. Sorry. Mm. And even though it's a quick shot, it's weird to see it again. Yeah. Uh but he falls and he dies, right? That's uh that's how this ends, right? The last second of this minute is just Max falling out of this hut and disappearing out of the frame and that's it. That's all we see. Yep. There's like a bird flying by though and he's got a rope on him. So he's the bird will catch him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That rope is going to come in very handy. That's for sure. Uh, spoilers. Jeff hasn't seen this yet. Yeah. This is actually So true. I definitely know what you're referring to. <laughs> this rope, obviously. Yeah, but that the rope the is going to... The bird picks up the rope and flies him out of there, and it's really weird. These are the only three minutes with those children in the whole movie. Uh. <laughs> then he goes back to the Thunderdome, and they're like, where were you, Max? He was like, I was. Mad. He's like, I was, and then he looks at the camera and goes... Beyond the Thunderdome. And then he pauses for audience laughter. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I was going to say for him. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, that's it's the whole movie. It's actually only 55 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Shorter than you'd think. Yeah. yeah. It's the shortest one. So, Jeb, I know you said that you're not allowed to watch the other Mad Max ones, but <laughs> do you think you have the desire to go back and watch oh, more absolutely. of this? Oh, Absolutely. I do. What are your rankings of the movies, Jeb? What are your rankings of the minutes? You've seen three minutes. Jeb, how would you rank the minutes we've done this week? It's pretty controversial, but I'm going to go three, two, one. (laughs) You mean 5140? 51-50-49, excuse me. Yeah. Okay, there you go. 51 was the most directly related to your source material, so it makes sense. I'm going to have to go with 54. 5149. Do you think that Bugs Bunny toy is secretly alive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, toys are going to outlast humans by so long anyway. Plastic corrosion awareness. Yeah, especially the plastic... like part of him and we've already seen two toys in these three minutes that are like clearly doing okay mm-hmm. i mean one of them is being impaled and crucified constantly <laughs> but, other than that. but hey abuse never made a teddy bear go bad right right toy, toy story, story three coming yeah. yeah. or minute show yeah. eventually well i mean everybody knows that the mad max and toy story uh slash pixar universes are yeah, yeah, this, yeah this is before wally but after <laughs> yeah cars? this is yeah this is sometime between cars <laughs> and if, wally yeah what if, i haven't seen like i said i haven't seen the end of mad max 4 yet so i'm imagining at the very end one of the cars goes Hey, what you driving me for, bub? <laughs> and then the other cars turn to the camera and say, eh, it's a living. Beats <laughs> working retail. John, you've got to keep your eyes peeled. At the end of Fury Road, there's a Pizza Planet truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to look for the A113 somewhere in this movie. Yeah. <sighs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That really brings us to the end of this week. It's been pretty fun having you guys, I'll admit. Yeah. This has been a good time. I'll admit. I didn't I'll yeah. admit. I was I'll skeptical. Admit. I was skeptical. I was very <laughs> doubtful of how enjoyable this week was going to be. But you guys turned right. me around on it. Where would you like people on the internet to find you? Uh, once again, well, this will, once this, by the time this comes out, we'll have been on our hiatus after Toy Story 2. But uh, we have two whole movies worth of things if you want to go listen to them, folks. 
uh, uh, Toy Story Minute on on everything on the internet. Yes. Uh, we can find us on Julian Genre or on your podcatcher of choice. And of course, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Toy Story Minute. We're probably doing some hiatus stuff right now, just in between, you know, occasionally like talking about maybe Buzz Lightyear Star Command movie or uh, maybe maybe some of the shorts in between. I don't know. Um, we talked about maybe doing Jerry's game, I thought. Oh, yeah, definitely. We have yeah. to do Jerry's game at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll, we'll do all that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can just do, like, have a so, sort of longish hiatus and just do all the shorts between two and uh, between one and three, I guess I should say. <laughs> that would not be a bad idea. Do Jerry's game up through... Jeez, would it be lifted? I think so. What was the short with Toy Story 3? Was it the, the clouds one? Or the volcano the one? clout one. Was it the volcano one? Yeah, the Twitter one? clout one. Ah, oh, man, now I have to look at this up. Uh, look at this up. But yeah, we're, we're, we'll be doing that, and we'll eventually uh, start on Toy Story 3, and then uh, maybe oh, some Pixar day shorts. four. What? List of Pixar shorts. Yes, that is several <laughs> Wikipedia articles named that. Yes. Um, the one before Toy Story 3 was Day and Night. Oh, yeah, that's the cloud. The, oh, the cloudy no, one's right. The cloudy one was yeah. up, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to do Jerry's game all the way through Day and Night. It'll be fun. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Day and Night was a really weird one. I like that one. Yeah, so you have that to look forward to. Yay! <laughs> when you pick up on Toy Story Minute. As for us, we are going to be back on Monday. Max is going to find himself dangling by a rope tied to his leg. Mr. Skyfish is going to try to be helpful by cutting him loose, and then that's just going to lead to Max being quickly surrounded by kids that are just imitating him. Now, if you want more of us and don't want to wait, we've still got Anarchy Road that's running over on our Patreon. You throw three bucks at us, you get access to that. This week on Anarchy Road, Maggie is going to get a musical number of her own, Hook is going to get a rude awakening, and Jack is going to be brought to Neverland's very own Broken Clock Museum. So join us for that. The Mad Max Minute Podcast is a fan project by Rick and Julia Ingham. The Mad Max franchise was created by George Miller and Byron Kennedy, is presented by Kennedy Miller Mitchell Productions, and distributed by Warner Brothers. Mad Max Minute is produced and edited by Rick Ingham. Our opening music is Verdi's Dies Irae by Daniel Batista of DanielBatista.com. And our outro music is We Don't Need Another Hero by MilitiaVox of MilitiaVox.com. Our home on the internet is MadMaxMinute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute, like us on Facebook by searching for Mad Max Minute, and join our Facebook listener group, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit MadMaxMinute.com where you can check out our Public storefront by clicking the store link join our patreon by clicking the support link or make a one-time donation by clicking the donate link thank you for joining us for minute 51 of beyond thunderdome we'll see you next time Over and-